This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, when listener James emailed amanda.yorworth at mix926.com to ask if I was interested in a group of local primary school children taking a trip to the building's research establishment in Garston, where they were looking at sustainable houses so that they could expand their knowledge on net zero, well, of course, I said yes. Here on Environment Matters, we think you are never too young to be learning about sustainability and practical steps that we can all take to help our environment. The school in question is Howwood Primary School in Park Street. Not only are the children learning about the climate and reducing our greenhouse gas emissions, but the school itself has benefited from an extensive energy retrofit. Teacher Vicky Kazmarek invited me down to Howard at break time to find out more. I met Ms Kazmarek and two of her Year 4 pupils in the school library. Ms Kazmarek, thank you so much for taking time in your busy schedule to talk to me today. So why did Howard Primary School decide to work on its own greenhouse gas emissions? So as a school and um, as part of the leadership team, we just decided that With everything that's going on in the world, we really needed to focus on trying to teach the children about how to protect our future. And in particular, the school council were working on projects and have been working on projects um, for some time. There are two girls that have sort of championed it for the last two years. um, And it's just been things around like turning lights off and um, recycling paper and, and picking up rubbish and all the rest of it. And from there, it sort of expanded a bit. And it's it's sort of become more of a, a an overall school feel now, um, and uh, yeah, we're just kind of hoping that all the children will get involved. That sounds brilliant. And so, from what you said there, it sounds as if the initial idea, the sort of motivation, originally came from children themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think what's so wonderful about young people is they're really aware of the environment around them and all the changes that are are happening and obviously we've created a world for them that we're kind of destroyed a little bit and I think we're handing them something that isn't in the best shape and they're very conscious of that and they want to protect that and um they're so lovely and and good-natured and they just they want everybody else to see that so that's the constant message that they're trying to push out to everyone okay and it sounds like the rest of the school is getting behind this it's not just the kids saying we need to switch the light out but actually now you're taking it on a whole school basis yeah absolutely 100% so um I think with the two little girls that really pushed it forward, it, it sort of, as part of the leadership team, we kind of went, oh, hang on a minute, this is what the children are actually talking about. So we need to run with that and we need we need to champion that good feeling, that initiative, because it's something that means something to them. And what exactly is your aim or target for what you're doing? So we want the children to understand the world around them. 
we want them to understand that the world that we live in is impacted by all of the choices that we make. We want them to understand that for the world to survive, we need to be making better choices and we need to be looking after it. We just want them to be better citizens, really, and to spread that message and encourage others to be making the same good choices that we're making. And are you able to make any changes here at school, for instance, to the fabric of the school as well? Uh, yes. So obviously all the, the obvious things like turning out lights, recycling, all the rest of it. Um, but we were really lucky in that our school was chosen to be part of a project in which we have just had a load of building work done. So that's to help us to try and reduce our emissions and obviously with the aim of us becoming a net zero school. Um, and that involves us having solar panels on on the roof. Um, we've got automatic lights, so we were saving electricity. We've got a brand new heating system, which is great because ours wasn't the best and so we we're all getting a bit cold. <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's lots of actual changes that are happening in the school that the children have been a part of they've got to see and you know speak to the builders and be involved with that to help them understand actually what can we do to make our, our buildings more sustainable brilliant and net zero that's quite a hefty target do you know when you're aiming to get there by oh I'm not entirely sure on that one I have to admit I'm not entirely sure the aim is to get there at some point that's all I can say. <laughs> Indeed. Well, if you know the destination, hopefully you'll get there at some point, won't there? So, um, looking more specifically at year four, what have you been working on with them? So, the reason this sort of came about is we were actually, this is going to sound like a very strange link, but we were looking at um, ancient Egypt and we were looking at life in ancient Egypt times and how um, the River Nile was their main source of food and what life was like around that time and we did speak about then about over farming and sustainability of the river and what that looked like and how is the river going to be as plentiful now as it was back then and it sort of led us to think about questions of well what have we been overusing and what are we doing now and it's not as plentiful now as it was back then. And that's sort of where those ideas then came from. And alongside with all the building work that came along, we were then trying to look at, well, what is it that we can do to make sure that we're looking after the resources that we have on the planet? That's a brilliant connection. <laughs> I absolutely love that. Using using really quite ancient history to help think about the, the world as it is now and the problems that we've got. So you had a trip to BRE, Buildings Research Establishment, just down the road. Why did you decide to do that? What did you hope the kids would get from it? I mean, we're really lucky because we've got some really involved parents at Howard School. We're incredibly lucky. So one of the parents of the children in year four happens to work at BRE and said, obviously, I know that you're doing about sustainability and you'd had the project done at school. And so would you like to come along to look at this project? And I obviously I bit their hand off. I was like, absolutely, because it's it's a great way of us bringing the learning in the classroom through history, actually bringing it into the forefront of what's happening now. And so one of the wonderful things about it is that all the things that we were talking about, we got to go physically see. So we got to see, you know, all these new heating systems. We got to see what a new build would look like, what a, a really eco-friendly house would look like. And just show the children, actually, these are all the things that we're thinking about and this is what we're aiming for. And actually, look, 
by us thinking we can actually get there, we can achieve because this is what's being built right now. Well, it's great to see that such a great local resource like BRE is being used to inspire the children who, you know, hopefully will be the builders and engineers of the future. And just finally, you were brave enough to make the decision to to walk in a crocodile down to BRE. What was that like? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Do you know what? I have to say, our children are so well behaved. They are, they're absolute superstars. We chose to go on probably the coldest day of the year. I say that even though it's cold today, but um, it was just as the, the frost and stuff started to come in. And so we were very much like, oh my goodness, have we made the right decision? But the children braved it and we did walk all the way. And actually it was just sending that message again that we need to think about our transport and how we're getting it. So if we're going to be sustainable, how can we get there without making too much of an impact on the environment as well? (laughs) Brilliant. So you were, that's real holistic thinking, isn't it? Not just about what you're doing when you get there, but how you get there, making that part of the lesson as well. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And the, the children thoroughly enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. And have you got anything exciting planned into the future that you could tell us about at the moment it will just be about sort of maintaining that message we're always constantly looking at trying to diversify and expand the curriculum so as and when things come up obviously we will we'll do it so who knows what who knows what's going to happen we're always looking for exciting new opportunities thank you so much absolute pleasure whilst i'd been talking to ms kazmarek josiah and cruz two of her year four pupils had been quietly waiting but it's their turn now. Okay, so I've got two of the pupils from Howard Primary School, year four pupils, and we're going to start by talking here to, what's your name? Josiah. And how old are you, Josiah? I am nine. Okay, Josiah. So can you tell us what you have been learning about the climate and the world? Um, we've been learning about sustainability and like how we can save the world so we can like stay alive. Okay, so it sounds like you think this is quite important. Of course. That's good to hear. Okay, so when you went to BRE, when you visited there, can you remember anything that you saw or that you learnt? I've seen some fans that can like do some heating for you. But you don't actually need any heating, so you can still stay warm. And I also saw um, some like sustainable houses, like and loads of trees. And do you know, apart from building houses in different ways, do you know any things that that you can do or your family can do to help us be more sustainable? We could, like, do some litter picking, like, daily, so that if there's, like, any litter, we could, like, pick it up. And if we're not um, using the water um, on taps, we could, like, turn them off. And if we're not using lights in a room, we could, like, turn them off as well. And are there things that you've started doing at home to make a difference to your sustainability? I have actually been doing some... um, like turning the water off when it's not needed and same with the lights. Fantastic. And what do you think about people trying to do things to be more sustainable here at school? I would volunteer them a great friend to me. Oh, that's good. So you're really pleased, are you? Yes. Josiah, thank you so much.
Right, okay. And I've got another young pupil here. What's your name? Cruz. And how old are you, Cruz? Nine. Okay. So, Cruz, can you think of anything that you've been learning about to do with the climate? We've learning, been learning about sustainability. Okay. And do you know why that's so important? So it keeps our climate nice and clean. And is there anything particular that's going wrong with the climate at the minute? There's a hole in the ozone layer. Okay, and how about that thing you were saying about greenhouses? No, not like the greenhouse where you plant stuff. Like, it can lead to a mass extinction and to prevent a greenhouse effect, we need to stop doing stuff that can pollute the air. So, as part of your learning, you went down to BRE. Do you remember anything that you saw there? Anything that you were impressed by? I remember seeing that that everyone sleeps on the bottom floor and the material keeps the house nice and cool. How about you asked a question about air conditioning, didn't you? Can you yeah. remember what the answer to that was? There is none, since the material helps the house keep cool. Okay, well, that's good to know. So, do you know what you can do to help stop that greenhouse effect you were talking about? Stop doing stuff that pollutes air. Okay, so what what do we need to stop doing? Littering. How about, can you think of other things that might be to do with, I don't know, cars, for example? Uh, yeah, they promote fumes and they use run fuel just like ships. I think, no, not trains, so steam trains and airplanes, except uh, for turbo, turbo props. Okay, so have you started doing anything at home to try and help the climate? I'm thinking of doing something, like at Cobbs I have been doing litter picking. And what do you think about your school doing things about the climate? Does that make you happy? Oh uh, yeah, we're doing net zero. And do you think that you're going to get to net zero? Probably. Do you ever worry about the climate? No. <laughs> That's good too. Chris, thank you so much. Don't you just love that fabulous, youthful enthusiasm and energy? Now, I love that the school is not just taking steps to reduce its own carbon footprint, but is using it as a learning tool for the children. And well done to those two girls that Ms Kazmarek told us about, whose persistence provided the inspiration for the start of the whole school programme. And whilst Cruz was obviously enjoying his time in front of the microphone and might have been a little hasty in saying that he had no concerns about the climate, perhaps learning about the solutions that are out there and seeing them put into action give pupils like him more confidence in a positive future. My thanks to Ms Kazmarek, Josiah and Cruz and all the pupils at Howard Primary School for making us welcome and letting us use their library whilst we were making the recordings. Now, do your children or grandchildren go to a school where they're going the extra mile to teach about environmental issues or taking action for the school to become a beacon of sustainability? Or perhaps you're one of the brilliant teachers who are doing that teaching or inspiring action. 
Well, we'd love to hear about the great work that's being done in local schools. Get in touch and tell me about it. I'm on email at amanda.yourworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix92.6 on Twitter and on Facebook. Now, I've just got time for a quick update about Broadwater Lake. At the end of last year, I told you how this nationally important triple SI was threatened by a planning application for a water sports centre. Well, the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust, who manage part of the lake, say that together with Natural England, the RSPB, London Wildlife Trust and over 1,200 individuals and organisations, they've objected to Hillingdon Council's plans to build the new water sports facility. They've been informed by Hillingdon Council that the application, if recommended for approval, is expected to be considered by the planning committee on the 14th of March this year. And I'll be sure to keep you updated on the situation here on Environment Matters. I'll be with you at the same time next week when we'll be hearing about research into plastic pollution in the soil and where it comes from that made use of the internationally renowned soil sample archives at Rothamsted Research in Harpenden. But until then, thank you for listening.